How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, I'm ecstatic to be sitting across from Matt Wise with Athletes in Action. Matt, welcome to the show. Adam, thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, tell me a little bit about Athletes in Action. What is the, uh, it's a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and what is the true focus of what you guys do? So Athletes in Action uh, is a nonprofit sports ministry. So uh, Crew Campus Crusade for Christ uh, is kind of the hub, uh, and, and really AIA is the sports ministry of Crew. So Crew does a lot of different things. They do family life. They do campus ministry. Um, they have uh, Crew Military. So really AI is a sports-specific ministry um, uh, to that organization. So and, and so does it kind of like Crew is the over – the umbrella over everything and then uh athletes in action is just one of those it's just like uh how nike okay is nike but then they have the jordans got you got you you guys are the jordans the jordans (laughs) (laughs) love that (laughs) love that so uh i guess you know one of the questions i have is like how did you first become involved with athletes in action yeah so uh, i actually came here in 2004 played football here at georgia southern uh, played defensive line, uh, met my wife here. She played soccer. Uh, we have three beautiful girls pregnant with a fourth one coming. There so, we go. There we um, go. But, yeah, so we came in, and and literally uh, my life was impacted my sophomore year of college. Um, came into a, a saving faith uh, with, with uh, the great – the biggest thing about me is my faith. Mm. It's what I love. And so faith is what started this journey. happened my sophomore year of college. And had a career and injury my sophomore year, the year App State beat Michigan. We were playing – uh, seventh game of the year, was having a great year, went to go make a tackle, lineman fell on my back and tore my shoulder apart. So okay. had three surgeries, tried to come back for my last year, my senior year, doctor said no. Um, I was like, well, man, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be a, I desired to be a straight coach, coach football. That last year we didn't have any like chaplain at the time. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this and fell in love with it. Uh, the Lord opened some doors and Coming out of college, um, I had a job offer to go down in, in Florida and, and, and do some medical device sales and make a lot of money. And then I had mm. a job offer saying, like, hey, you can come continue what we're doing here at Georgia Southern and, and, and be a chaplain and do sports ministry. And I was like, I'm all in. So I always say is I, I love the Lord. I love sports. Intersection of that is athletes in action. So there's there's got to be more to this story. You know, when you when you first came to college, I guess, you know, what was the experience like? And was there something that happened that really turned you to faith? Mm. So, yeah, so growing – now, I was I grew up in, in church. So I grew up um, going to um, the church. And, and I, when I had a young age, I did the uh, – now, now, I grew up and uh, really didn't have a father figure. My mom mm. was, was mostly in my home, my, my biological father. Uh, got in a bar fight when I was little, um, almost killed a guy, went to prison. So, mm. um, you know, my mom was mostly the sole taker of me. So she got me involved in sports at a young age. And so I was playing sports. So I, I remember going to church and, and I did the whole um, pray the sinner's prayer, got baptized, but nothing really changed in my life. I, I, I lived for sports. I was going through high school, um, just loving sports, uh, chasing girls, having mm. a good time. And, you know, really I always said in high school, if I could ever get to college, if I could just play college football, that would be the pinnacle. Mm. And, and that's really what I, what I shot for. So I got a chance to come to Georgia Southern. And getting to Georgia Southern, those first couple of years were amazing. I mean, I, I love the tradition here. I wanted to come someplace to win. 
And it was a, a, an amazing experience. But I realized is, is what I said is like, man, if I could ever get to college and, and I always said, have a pretty girl, have a cool whip and, and start football, that would be it, mm-hmm. right? I, I was like in high school, that was the dream. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year of college, I'm, I'm starting. I'm dating my wife at the time, pretty girl. And listen, I had a Calic Escalade with twin two-inch spinners. Watch out. <laughs> I stopped. They kept spinning. So that, that was me, right? That was me. You got it. You and got I, it. I'll never forget just, just you know, going out after a game and, and having too much to drink and just thinking, man, is this it? Mm. Is, this, is this really? I said in high school that if I could get this, I would be fulfilled. And I and, still felt something was missing. And I felt like something was missing. Now, same time, I, I saw an interview with Tom Brady on 60 Minutes. Mm. All right, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl, right? Dayton Giselle, mm-hmm. model, right? All the money you could have, right? right? He had all these things. And they asked him, he was like, Tom, you're at the pinnacle. Every guy wishes to be like you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? You know what Tom said? Basically, he said, man, I feel like there's something missing. God, I wish I knew what it was. Mm. And so I'm sitting here saying, man, I thought that in high school, that if I could get to college, well, I'm here listening to the GOAT Tom Brady, and he's got money, power, position, fame, all these things. He still is like, there's got to be something more. Mm-hmm. So I just started thinking, I was like, you know, man, what is, I know I grew up in church. What does the Bible say about these things? What is, what is faith? And, and so the best way I can describe it is a lot of people look for tangible things. Like I would believe in God if I saw him. Mm. And, and so would that really be faith, you know? But I, the way I always describe it is kind of like the, the wind. You don't mm-hmm. see the wind. Mm-hmm. You can't see the wind, but you feel its presence. And so in college, it wasn't that I saw God. It wasn't like the heavens opened, but it was like I felt his presence, and it changed my life. Can you tell me about, you know, so, you know, you, you, you were going to church. You were going through the motions earlier on, and then, you know, there was something that happened, um, you know, that, that night, and then it, it kind of shifted what was the difference that you felt between before and after? Oh, that's easy. 100% desire change. Mm. So what I would say is before I lived, and I say this, that really God to me was this genie in a bottle, this get out of hell free card, mm. that I just wanted to believe in God when it was on my terms. And, and it was like I only wanted God and wanted things for him if it benefited me. Mm-hmm. Where what I realized when I really um, – it's almost like the best way to describe it is is saying that when you were real little, say someone's father passed away, mm. on your 18th birthday, your mother handed you this autobiography of his life and said, mm. listen, this book is about your father, and there's chapters in here specifically about you. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with this book? Mm-hmm. You can put it on the shelf. Yeah. Or for me, I'm like, I want to see, I want to know about my father. And that's kind of what... I would say the Bible is to us is, is God's our heavenly father wrote this book about us to us. And sometimes we put it on the shelf. Well, I was like, I want to dig in and see what it's about. And mm-hmm. so for me, as I was searching and seeking, it was almost like God removed the veil from my eyes. And, and, and the biggest thing that, that went from one moment to the next was desire change. It was mm-hmm. the first time in my life that I desired to know who God is, mm-hmm. that I wanted to read the Bible to see who this Jesus guy was. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that I wanted to go to church. It's the first time that I just wanted to love others. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times before I was very selfish. It was all about me. For the first time, it was this desire switch that I wanted to, man, how could I love God and love others? Mm-hmm. And so that was really it. That was the start. You know, uh, in, in this, in all of this, I, I think there's this want to be able to share 
mm. with others. And, you know, how has it changed being an athlete, you know, when you were coming through versus the athletes that are coming through now? Do you see any difference between, I guess, like, you know, what's out there? I mean, obviously the one that stands out is like social media has completely grabbed over, right? Yeah, so I feel the same way. The way I feel about So Yummy's Poke Bowl, mm. I want to tell other people about it, right? Okay. Like, So I, I want to share. So I feel that's the same way mm -hmm. is once you, you – so i got to share the story I told my Go wife. Ahead, it's please. one of my favorite stories, okay? So it's the difference of, and for the sake of this, we're going to say – uh, a store brand double cheeseburger. Okay. If you're starving, mm -hmm. right, and all before you is a double cheeseburger, what are you going to do with that thing? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna take that double you, cheeseburger. Yeah, you're going to get after it, right? <laughs> and then you're going to think it's what? It's amazing, it's satisfying, it fulfills, because it's really the only thing you've ever had. And so when you taste it, you're like, man, this thing's amazing. And to me, that's kind of like what I believe, what I say with sin is. Sin is, is this idea of missing God's mark. And we feel like mm -hmm. um, that we can just get that from things of this world. And, and so in Romans 1, it talks about the, um, the issue with man is that we exchange the truth of God for a lie and worship the created things over the creator of those things. So it's mm -hmm. like, why would I want to worship something that God created than the one who created that? And so a lot of us, that's what sin is, is we just love this double cheeseburger. And then one day what happens is Jesus comes along in the ounce of a big old so yummy poke bowl. Okay. Right? Yeah. And puts it beside that cheeseburger. That's now, right. Now, which one are you going to go for? I, I have my choice. Yeah. Yep. I'm going for the poke bowl, right? <laughs> now, what happens once you taste the poke bowl compared to the cheeseburger? You'll never go back. You never go back. It's mm. amazing. It satisfies more. It fulfills more. It gives you the nutrients you need. And you love it. And I love it. And so, to me, that's what happens when somebody tastes Christ, and that's what happened to me in college. Is once I tasted Christ and saw that He was real, and it wasn't this hocus pocus stuff that I felt the the presence and the desire change. He was all I needed. And he's all I wanted. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what happens in the Christian life. Every now and then, is I'm feasting on my poke bowl, and I look back and go, "Man, me and that cheeseburger used to go back." Understood. That cheeseburger used to be good, but what happens when you go bite in that cheeseburger once you had the poke bowl? You taste that cheeseburger. And you know what? You're like, man, that cheeseburger just does not taste the same. Mm. Right? It doesn't taste. It's lost its taste because I've had something better. That's right. And so in the Christian life, I would repent and spit that cheeseburger out, and I would go back and feast upon the poke bowl. Mm -hmm. And so that's just an example of, uh, you know, the, a little illustration I have about what, what it's like in the sense of, um, of really tasting Christ and having Christ. And so what I would say the biggest difference today is really just social media is like you can get on your phone and have access to things instantaneous. So if you had questions and I've heard somebody say that, that usually back in the day, if you wanted to find something out, you had to like really think through it. You had to go to the library, check out a book. Mm -hmm. Like you had to talk to people. It, it, it was, it was a little bit, sometimes you had to just think through those things throughout the day where now I can just pick up my phone and Google it and I'm going to find it. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt like there's a huge difference in social media. And I feel like even with, with our athletes today is, is coming in is, is there's so many people that can see everything you do is just watch at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they live in such a, a higher demand of pressure today than, than what we've had years ago, like I'd had growing up. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's uh, almost uh, maybe, maybe the term, I, idolatry is that mm -hmm. the word right because like you know these athletes they they're playing on a stage that is huge 
right? They are, everybody's eyes is on them. So being able to realize like what, what you're doing that for, I think is, is a lot of times the challenge. Yeah, it, it's, it's really finding out what's your why. What, what makes you do what you do? Um, one of the things I love about serving as, as chaplain with our football team is we have people that come from different faiths and different backgrounds. And, and you know, everything that I do is volunteer-based. I don't mm. force anything on people. I, I love we have a great head coach, athletic director, and coaches who allowed me to do what I do. And, and they, they, they realize that I always say is a, a, we desire for, for any of our athletes to be the total athlete. Mm-hmm. And you think, what does it mean to be the total athlete? Well, when you come to college, you get taxed in three areas, physically in your sport, so strength, conditioning, and practicing. Um, you get taxed mentally with academics and, and sports psychology. Um, a part that often goes unnoticed is what I would say is the spiritual and character development of, of young men and women. And so... Uh, if somebody comes in and they want the spiritual development, I'm going to be there to serve them that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's, it's people who are, are really don't want that, and they're like, I just want to grow my character. A pastor, Ed Stetzer, said this. He said, never value your ability over your character because your character will eventually catch up. One more time. Never value your ability over your character because your character will eventually catch up. Mm-hmm. Perfect example, how many athletes or friends that you know that never made it because bad choices, bad decisions? I'm sure there's plenty. There's plenty, right? I think of Johnny Menzel, mm. right? There's, there's plenty of athletes that kind of fit in that category. And uh, we use this program, and, and I've talked through it. It's called Habitudes for Athletes, and, and it's really just using images that, that promote um, leadership and character. For example, the iceberg principle. Have you heard of the iceberg principle? I have not. So what you see in an iceberg is the 10% of the iceberg that's above the surface, Mm. right? What's below the surface, the 90% really makes up the whole iceberg. Mm -hmm. So we will say an athlete's skill, their ability that we see on the field is the 10% above the surface of the water. Mm -hmm. What's below the surface that makes up really them is their character, the 90%. And just like the Titanic, what sunk the ship wasn't what was above the surface, it's what's below the surface. So... We desire them as like, as you come in, and sometimes it's so easy to focus on your skill, don't forget what holds and is your why at the center of who you are at the bottom, your character. So uh, there's diff- different lessons we do. One of my favorite one is the, uh, the thermostat thermometer. Have you mm-hmm. heard this one? I have not. All right, so what's a thermostat do? Uh, gauges temperature. Gauges temperature, right? Um, what's the uh, thermometer, gauges temperature? What's okay. the thermostat do? Thermostat changes temperature. Changes temperature. All right, so what's... So if a thermometer tells us it's, what, 70, 65 in here, mm-hmm. all right, a thermostat makes that happen. That's right. So what does the thermostat have that the thermometer doesn't have? Uh, information. Yeah. So it, it has a power source, mm. right? And okay. so as an athlete or a person, when you walk into a room, all right, do you reflect the temperature around you? Or are you going to be a thermometer? An athlete is probably going, I mean, you are who you surround yourself with. Exactly. So what we say is that so many times athletes fail in their character because they reflect temperatures around them and they're not good. Mm. What if you walk into a setting and you're a thermostat? If you walk into a room and there's things that's not going on that should be, as Art Russell say, do right. Are Mm. you the one who sets the temperature in that room and makes it right? You should be should be right and so all we say is 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 if you're a thermostat you have a power source now i take it deeper in a faith standpoint and as a believer i believe that we have a power source that allows us to set the temperature in any room we walk into sure so a lot of times we don't is we don't have a power source we don't have our why 
that allows us to make decisions we do. And so that's one of the big things with, with, with athletes is, is helping to understand, like, what is your why? What is it that makes you do what you do? What's your core values that guide your life and your principles? And it's just helping them understand that and develop that as they're in college. We out here dropping bombs <laughs> of knowledge. <clears throat> it's just my man Adam just that <laughs> you don't realize how the food just makes me want it. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it's, it's a part of my power source. I love that. I love that. You know, um, how about some challenges, you know, from uh, from an organization standpoint that you guys face? I mean, challenges is always being a nonprofit is fundraising. It's, yeah. it's raising money because, you know, we do a lot of great things. We get to go on uh, spring break mission trips. We mm. get to uh, go on summer projects. We do a thing called Ultimate Training Camp where we send athletes uh, to different places. We go to Colorado, Fort Collins, beautiful. And we kind of teach them these principles of how the gospel applies to sport. Can and, anybody join? Well, how does that work? So, it, it, yeah, anybody could go, but we specifically look for, for just taking athletes, taking mm, athletes. Mm -hmm. Because what we say is a lot of times athletes pray before a game and pray after a game. But what happens during the midst of that game? And so mm. uh, what I love saying is, I don't know if you've ever heard the, the seen the movie Chariots of Fire. Mm -mm. So Chariots of Fire is sort of Eric Liddell, Olympian runner. And he would actually run looking up smiling. And people are like, why do you run that way? And he would say, well, because God made me fast. And so when I run really fast, it brings me pleasure to bring God glory. I love that. And so what we do at Ultimate Training Camp is we try to help athletes understand how they can worship God through their sport. That's right. That, that you don't necessarily play for God as an indenture servant or anything, but, but if God is with you, then he's in you and you get to play with him. That's right. And so it's helping them. So you probably see a lot of times this idea of audience of one mm -hmm. and AL one. And it's really just a reminder of who or what do we worship when we play? Do we worship ourselves? Do we worship idols? And then uh, I always say, tell our guys, it's like, don't worship a dead pig. Mm. Why would you worship a, a, a football? Don't mm. worship it, right? It's, it's dead. It brings nothing. Worship the one who created that. And so that's kind of a uh, – so, so really it's us. We love sending athletes. Like we go to this uh, spring break mission trip. We've went to Cuba. We've been to Costa Rica, uh, Nicaragua. We're going back there this year for spring break, God willing. Um, and, and what we do is we partner with a company called Filter Hope, and we go down to these countries who, who their, their main thing that they need is clean drinking water. Mm -hmm. And we go in there, we, we provide these filters and help them have access to clean drinking water. And then we, we, we use that, and we also share our faith. Just like this water is dirty, so are we. Just like this filter cleanses it, that's what Jesus did for us. And so we do that. We play sports with the kids. We have an amazing time. Awesome. But we usually take around 30 athletes, and we have coaches that go. So um, Take me back. So how, how initially did you – was a Athletes in Action already existing here when you were, when you so were in school? It was not. When, okay. I was in, when I was in school here, there was no specific sports ministry. So there mm -hmm. was a lot of great churches. We have some amazing churches around Statesboro. Mm -hmm. and, and so – but there wasn't anything specifically for athletes and coaches at Georgia Southern. So uh, I always feel that God has kind of raised me and my family up to be missionaries to the people group of athletes and coaches at Georgia Southern. So that's the way I view it and the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. And so what was that process like? Did you, did you see that organization and reach out to them, or did you – how did that come about? Yeah, so uh, I would say that I'm a very um, discipleship-based minded, mm -hmm. uh, which means I love um, – I love getting in the nitty gritty of people's life. I love life on life application. I love, you know, when I was in college, there was a guy who discipled me and he brought me over to his house and he sat down. And I remember having, 
uh, you know, dinner with his family, but I, I saw how he did a devotion with his family before dinner. Mm. I, I just, I just told myself, I was like, man, I, this is the type of man and father I want to be one day. And he made he made an impact on me. He discipled me. He taught me about his life, his walk, and I got to see him live it out. And it was the real deal. And I was like, that's what I want to do one day. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's so so in my heart, looking for a discipleship based organization that was Athletes in Action for me. And so. Um, it's been amazing. It's been um, a dream job. And, and as far as the, the Lord willing, is, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. So uh, Statesboro is home. And, and so that's kind of what spurred me on to, to be with AIA. It's so important for you to be a part of our community. Uh, I think especially um, for, for these athletes, you do work wonders for them. Oh, um, one, one of the questions I have is what, what does the future look like? What do you have on the horizon? So the, the future... Oh, Man, I love uh, I love having a vision. I love looking at like you know I'm I'm a visionary when it comes to things. Uh, Enneagram. I'm a seven. What are you on Enneagram? What is what do I what do you think I am? A seven? No, I'm not. I'm what? A, I'm a three 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 really? two. Yeah. All right. So 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 that's I can see that. Okay. I can see that. But <laughs> but as a seven is is man, I'm a people person. I love. Um, I, I just love getting people together on mission to do things mm. together. So in the vision. Uh, you know, this is the first year I've had a lot of interns with AI, but this is the first year that I have a full staff team. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm on full-time staff. My wife is. Uh, we have Jake Cooper, who played off at line here. He is full-time staff this year. Um, Lex Ward, who mm-hmm. uh, was Alexa Sam's, played basketball here. She's uh, she's back here. She's on full-time staff. And, and we we have a staff team. And so I'm excited to just go – Go after our, our, our vision. Our vision is that we dream a day that there's a Christ follower on every team and every sport and every nation. So uh, we have a partnership country in Jamaica where, where what we're doing here, we want to replicate in Jamaica. For their uh, sports teams. For their sports oh, teams. Wow. So, so we go uh, to these two campuses in uh, Kingston, uh, UTech and UWE. Mm-hmm. It's one of those campuses where Usain Bolt trains at. Oh, that's so, awesome. So sports huge in Jamaica, just like it is here. And so uh, we want to replicate what we're doing here there. But we really want to go after and, and build up here. We really want to see, um, you know, I, I have three staff. I would like to have a staff person for every sports team. I would like to have, you know, raise up a day where there's a, there's a me on every team that could go after and, and serve coaches and athletes in that, in that way. And, and so we, we have that vision. We also, uh, in our area, uh, right down the road at, at Savannah State, historically black college university, we have a heart for oneness where we want to go after um, uh, 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 teams and, and people and, and show what the true gospel is, is bringing people together no matter what skin color you are. So mm-hmm. we have a heart for going to – I would love to see what we're doing here at Savannah State University. I would mm-hmm. love to, to just see uh, ways that in, in athletics how we could raise up uh, laborers who could go serve coaches and athletes. And, 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 and our whole motto in doing that is win, build, sin. Mm-hmm. We, we're all about win, build, sin. So we want people to be one to Christ – Build up in their faith and sent out. Mm. Uh, the, the ultimate goal is is I could have an athlete leave college, and he can go knock on a pastor's door and say, "Pastor, I can serve. I can lead a Bible study. How can I help you in the church?" And mm-hmm. so that's the ultimate win for us because it's what I tell athletes, and 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 I was one of them. I've been through it, but there's so many people that care about what you do on the field. I care about who you become off the field. I care about one day you're gonna you're gonna have a wife, have a husband, have a family, 
what are you doing now to build and be ready for that season of your life? And mm. so that's the part that I, and so one of my greatest joys is officiating weddings for athletes. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so I just, I love it. I love, I love the life on life part is that it's just not time here, but it's watching them grow to be, um, to, to, to grow up and be husbands and fathers and productive business people in the world. That's right. How, how do people become involved? And you know, the, you, you some more support your, uh, sports community um, immensely. How do people then come about and support you? Yeah, so so there's a couple different ways. So uh, we have a uh, we have a team where um, we call them our advisory teams. We call mm-hmm. them life partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody really wants to get in the nitty gritty with us, uh, we look for the acronym Life. So some people who could labor and serve with us. We have different things that they can do. They could go with us to an ultimate training camp and help out. They can, uh, we've had people go with us from spring break mission trips. So uh, I as influence is, is they can help influence with their, their different um, abilities and giftings. Uh, F is finances. We, we need finances to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people that support us $25 a month and some people that support us $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really just helping us go after, uh, and it's what I always say is like, if you love Georgia Southern Athletics and you love the Lord, that is the heart and soul of what we do. And so uh, people financially give to, to, for that to make happen. And then lastly, E is expertise. Mm-hmm. Is, is uh, uh, you know, influence is who do you know that we don't, that you would want to connect us with. And expertise is, man, there, there are certain people that God has gifted to be really good at certain things. So how can you use your expertise and, and help serve us to reach our goal and vision? And so that's kind of the, so that's one way to be life partners. Um, also is, is uh, we do a, uh, a banquet every year. Um, uh, this year, God willing, we're going. Uh, it's called a Night with the Eagles banquet, mm-hmm. February twenty fourth. Okay. Uh, we have a special guest coming in. We have a Christian comedian named Keen Kington who graduated from Georgia Southern. He's going to be the the keynote speaker that wow. night. So it'll be a, a lot of fun. But that banquet is really is is there to fundraise for our our campus operations, our mission trips. So um, it, it cost us you know around twelve hundred dollars an athlete. Uh, to go on these mission trips uh, after spring break. And, you know, a lot of our athletes do a great job of fundraising themselves. Mm-hmm. We have some of them just don't have the the background or the capabilities of doing that. And so really the money we raise that night helps funds uh, our missions, helps funds Bibles, helps funds when we, uh, uh, you, you know, there's some of the things that, that athletes, all, all they have time to do is eat a meal sometimes and get a meal. And so a lot of our Bible studies and discipleship groups is based around food. Well, we, we raise money to, to do that so they could, you know, come and have a bite to eat after practice and we can get in the word and they can get on their way to study hall and, and other things. So a lot of the stuff we do is just raising funds to kind of help sustain what we do here. So, um, but that, that is, uh, coming up February 24th, uh, this year. Uh, but, but those are some, some just key ways that people could help. Yeah. Join. So, uh, how do people stay connected? Instagram? Yeah. Website? We're, we're on, uh, Instagram. Um, we're on, uh, Twitter, What's Facebook, the Instagram handle? uh, Georgia, Georgia Southern AI. Okay. So same on, same on, um, on Twitter. And then, uh, you know, we, it, it, you know, you could go and we have a website, Georgia Southern AI.com and you could go enter your info. We could put you on a mailing list. So get you plugged in, get you going, seeing, kind of the stories of what goes on behind the scenes. And, mm-hmm. and so there's there's different ways like that that people could join in. Matt, loved what you said about, you know, um, people always focus on what the athletes are doing on the field. 
but what you what, what your organization is doing is preparing them for what happens off the field. Mm -hmm. I think that that mission statement is so important because you know it doesn't matter what you're doing like when you have your five seconds of fame, right? Yeah. Or or whatever. It may, even even if it goes for more than that, at the core of it, your foundation has to be correct. And I That's think right. ultimately, as an organization, you guys are doing great work. Well, that means a lot. So, it, it, listen, it is not me. Mm -hmm. I'm just a, a good old country boy from Hazelhurst, Georgia, that the Lord has put in this position, and I just want to be uh, – the, the one word I always say that epitomizes what I believe is just to be faithful. Mm -hmm. Be faithful with the Lord's entrusted to me and be a good steward of it, and then let him do the rest. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming to the show. And uh, you, you guys know where to go to follow. And uh, looking forward to everything that you guys are going to accomplish in the future. Adam, thank you, my man. Appreciate thank you. It, Appreciate it.